أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يسبح لله ما في السماوات وما في الأرض له الملك وله الحمد وهو على كل شيء قدير هو الذي خلقكم فمنكم كافر ومنكم مؤمن والله بما تعملون بصير خلق السماوات والأرض بالحق وصوركم فأحسن صوركم وإليها المصير يعلم ما في السماوات والأرض ويعلم ما تسرون وما تعلنون والله عليم بدات الصدور ألم يعتكم نبع الذين من قبل فذاقوا وبال أمرهم ولهم مذاب عليم ذلك بأنه كانت تتيهم رسلهم بالبينات فقالوا فقالوا أبشر يحدوننا فكفروا وتولوا وَاسْتَغْنَى اللَّهُ وَاللَّهُ غَنِيٌّ حَمِيدٌ زَعَمَ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا عَلَيْهِمْ يُبْعَثُونَ قُلْ بَلَى وَرَبِّي لَتُبْعَثُنَّ ثُمَّ لَتُنَبَّؤُنَّ بِمَا عَمِلْتُمْ وَذَلِكَ عَلَى اللَّهِ يَسِيرٌ فَآمِنُوا بِاللَّهِ وَرَسُولِهِ وَالنُّورِ الَّذِي يَنزَلْنَا وَاللَّهُ بِمَا تَعْمَلُونَ خَبِيرٌ يَوْمَ يَجْمَعُكُمْ لِيَوْمِ الْجَمْعِ ذَلِكَ يَوْمُ التَّغَابُنِ وَمَن يُؤْمِن بِاللَّهِ وَيَعْمَلْ صَالِحًا يُكَفِّرْ عَنْهُ سَيِّئَاتِهِ وَيُدْخِلْهُ جَنَّاتٍ مِنْ تَجْرِي مِنْ تَحْتِهَا الْأَنْهَارُ خَالِدِينَ فِيهَا أَبَدًا ذَلِكَ الْفَوْزُ الْعَظِيمُ بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل هو الله أحد الله السمد لم يلد ولم يولد ولم يكن له كفوا أحد صدق الله العظيم We've spoken before about um, Bismillahirrahmanirrahim about um, this idea that you there's uh, there's two ways that you can use your deen. You can either use your deen 
as an identity or you can use your deen as a technology of transformation and that in effect these two ways of using your deen are in a sense mutually exclusive because when you're using it as a, a technology for trying to transform you're using it as a vehicle to escape identity and not to entrench identity <coughs> it's also understood that um, um, this bifurcation of ideas <coughs> is to be found not only in Islam, it's to be found in all religions. It can be referred to as the distinction between orthodoxy and mysticism. Um, the people of fiqh and the people of um, tariqah in Islam. And um, these, 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 this bifurcating has become part of our common usage and our common understanding of what we're doing. Um, and this is expressed in people, in a sense, choosing one over the other. So um, you must have heard this, and this is not just from Muslims. I mean, you hear this from people all the time. I'm spiritual, but I'm not religious. You know, obviously making reference to this distinction and saying I'm of the people who are concerned with transformation and not identity. Not occurring that that very statement, I'm spiritual and not religious, is a claim to identity. <laughs> <laughs> And so, so this matter that we're dealing with is really subtle and is full of little tricks and can get us into unspeakable hot water. In fact, there's, in fact, there's, 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 there's very few things as arrogant as a spiritual person. There are very few people as so conceitedly, self-consciously aware of their difference and their significance than people spiritually, self-consciously spiritually you know, the, the, I mean, I mean the, the, just the way in which it, the, the, the phrase rolls off the tongue. Yeah. I'm spiritual, but I'm not religious. The kind of... <laughs> it's... Um, subhanAllah. Yeah. So, so <clears throat> I think one must be very careful of this. Because if you're on this path, you're not contending at all. So the last thing you're contending about is... is the 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 the, um, the superiority of your inner life because who's to say <coughs> who's to say you know I've I've met many people in my life particularly older people who've been they've not been particularly involved in any tariqah they've not been involved in with and all of this nonsense. A person has just gone to his Juma every Friday, he's done his five salahs, he's done, he's tried to live a good life. And you can see that they've aged beautifully. They represent what we've come to refer to here as uh, having an, uh, an advancing view of time. So, so there's, there's two ways of getting old, you see. <clears throat> the one is to have what you could call an advancing view of time, and the other is to have a receding view of time. A receding view of time says, that um, as I get, as I, as I am 
travel through the journey of life, there's more and more of me. So I'm getting more important, I'm getting more status, I'm getting more possessions. <coughs> I'm a bigger man as I get older. But obviously getting older, getting bigger with regard to what? Well, I mean, obviously the start, which is birth. And if you're saying I'm getting more and more of me as I get older, the reference point against which you are getting more is moving away from you. That's why we refer to this as having a receding view of time. You know? And people who get old with a receding view of time don't get old very, very well. They get old ungracefully. They get stuck in their ways. They get miserable. They get um, difficult. They get um, just, um, uh, you know, everything <coughs> that you would consider to be associated with a grumpy old man, like me. <laughs> That's one way of getting old, having a receding view of time. The other way of getting old is saying, no, no, there isn't more of more of me as I get older. There's actually less and less of me as I get older. Because every moment that I'm alive, I'm a step closer to death. There isn't more of my life left, there's less of my life left. In other words, as I'm getting older, I'm not getting heavier, not more and more burdened with stuff and identity and significance. There's less and less of me. There's literally less and less of me. You know, bits of me, it's like I'm, every moment I'm leaving a piece of me behind. We die by increments. We think we die, Cow, one shot. doesn't work like that. There's a little piece of your capacity that's just stopped, that'll never come back. Yeah. yeah. You die by increments. You die by increments from the moment you were born. As you go through life, there's not more and more of you. Ah, there's less and less. And less. Yeah, that's how it is. So in other words, the reference point, if you have this view of dealing with your life, the reference point isn't birth, against which you're getting bigger. Your reference point is death, against which you're getting smaller. You have an advancing view of time. You see? So, why all of this nonsense? I've met lots of people who you could only call religious and not call spiritual, who obviously had an advancing view of time. And I had lots of people who would self-consciously proclaim themselves to be spiritual, who had a receding view of time, who got old very ungracefully. In a very distasteful way. Almost like you didn't want to speak to the person at some point. He's just a miserable old man. You say in Afrikaans, go past him. Don't go visit him. So we must be very careful how we view this issue of the path. And we, we mustn't view the issue of the path as a mark of our distinction and our significance. Because it isn't. We, have, we don't have a leg to stand on to judge other people. We don't have a leg to stand on to look at a tablich with his beard and say, Ach, shame, this guy doesn't understand. How do you know? How do you know? Because the thing that matters is his ihsan. And have you got the eyes to evaluate that thing? Can you penetrate through his eyes or his chest, his ear? You have got this stethoscope. that you can put through the ear, like, goes like, like this thing that they put up your, you know, <laughs> but it's the other way around. So through there, so you check what's going on in the, you don't have such an instrument. You can't check what's going on in somebody else's inside. It's a great arrogance to proclaim your specialness on the basis of your tariqa. Your tariqa is not a means for you to be special. Your tariqa is the means for you to escape your assumption of specialness. To escape your, your, your self-conscious sense of significance. Mm.
Not to differentiate the R with the day like this, weird, like this. That's not helpful. <coughs> so, so there are a number of implications to this. The one is never debate, never contend. So, so <laughs> I think I told you the story recently. I had this experience. This kid from Pakistan decided because the Shapur Jamal had written a little book on his sort of correspondence with me over time. It's just been published. It's been published in Pakistan. So I think one of the students at his school read this thing and decided he needed a sheikh. So he, he contacts me first on, I think on Messenger and WhatsApp, I can't remember. So he says, but you know, he, he really want, needs a sheikh and, and he, he thinks I'm the man, but he has doubts. Has doubts. Because I'm curious, he says, what are your doubts? He says, why don't you wear a topi and why don't you have a long beard? (laughs) 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 So I think I got rude with the kid. I said to him, listen, I mean, you know, (laughs) I don't have to justify the length of my beard to anybody. Least of all, some guy sitting on another side of the planet, you know. But then, of course, there's a very short step away from that, from justifying yourself, from getting outraged at how dare you make some inference about who I am because of the shortness of my beard. Mm. But, you know, we do the same because the guy's got a long beard. Yeah. We do. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so it's such a subtle trap, you see. You kind of fall into it like this. I mean... Don't assume that because the person is trying to live a formally correct Islamic life, that he's not struggling with the same problem that all of us are struggling with. We're all struggling with the problem of the proximity of death. This incredibly fleeting thing that, you know, I mean, it is unbelievably fleeting. You know, I, I mean, at some point, I would look down at these two hands, and they weren't as wrinkled as this. Honestly, this has gone really fast. This is like trying to grab water, this life of mine. And surely you've got the same experience. I don't think I'm unique. And, and he's got the same experience. And he's, he's using his deen as a tool to deal with that problem as much as I am. So at, at root, surely we actually are the same people. We're suffering, dealing with the same problem. And maybe he's got some less than helpful ways of looking at the issue, but possibly so have I. So we should not waste breath, not waste time in diatribes and judgments against others, even if they judge us, because that's not our problem. We make it our problem when we, in defense of ourselves, reciprocate and say, well, yeah, but actually, you've missed the point. Who's to say? So, I think this bifurcation of the spiritual and the religious is fundamentally unhelpful. And as soon as somebody articulates that, you are actually exercising the same weakness and, and um, error that the religious exercise. Because you're now using this distinction as a claim to your significance. You're using this distinction to 
mark of your identity. May Allah grant us newness to him. May he grant us annihilation in him. May he grant us death before we die. In Allah, how malaikatuhu yusallu ala nabi. Ya ayyuhaladina amanu yusallu alayhi wa sallim in taslima. Allahumma salli ala sayyidina Muhammadin abdika wa rasulika nabiyyulim wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallim taslima. Subhana rabbika rabbil izzati wa ma'isifun wa assalamu ala muslimi wa alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin. That is so beautiful.